0: This is Powered by Learning, a podcast designed for learning leaders to hear the latest approaches to creating learning experiences that engage learners and achieve improved performance for individuals and organizations. Powered by Learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at DaVinci.com. Hello and welcome to Powered by Learning. I'm your host, Susan Court. With me is DaVinci Learning Solutions Director, Jenny Fadullo, and today we are going to talk with our own Jenica Jones, Senior E-Learning Specialist at DaVinci, about learning experience design. What is it, and how and when do you
1: use it? Welcome, Jenny and Jenica. It's great to be here, Susan. Thanks.
2: I'm looking forward to this
0: conversation. Jenica, when you work with your corporate and government clients at DaVinci, you put the learner first by employing LXD principles whenever possible. Talk to us a little bit about why you're so passionate about learning experience design, how you've seen it uh, really be successful.
2: I'm passionate about it because I think it's because I empathize with the audience so much. Um, you know, Everyone's so busy. So if someone's taking time out of their day to learn something, I, I don't want to waste their time. So that's that's really important to me. I want to get the most out of people's time, so LXD is, is learner-centered. So every decision, every concept, every design element, every word of, of it is the learner is sent, is considered. So they're they're the focus of the training. You know, you think about what's best for them, uh, what's the best way for them to reach their goals. You know, so it does really allow for for better outcomes when you're doing that because you're considering how they are. How they interact with the content and how they are experiencing it. So I think that's why I like learning experience design. It really does focus on them.
1: Jenica, I know you are so passionate about this. Um, I've <laughs> seen you in action with with clients and firing away at questions. You know, asking you know, well, how does this apply to the learner? How does this apply to the audience? Can you um, just to level set everyone? Can you explain what learning experience design is and how it differs from instructional design? And there's a lot of confusion out there.
2: The way I think about learning experience design is that it's it's the best of of everything we know about instructional design, and combined with UI UX design principles. So, you know, the best of learning instructional design and the best of our design principles to make a learning experience that's going to be um, the best for the for the learners. Um, and I think if you think about it too, it really does, it flips what a, the approach to learning for a lot of people. So, and I'm not just talking about instructional design. So there's, um, it would apply to like project managers or product owners or um, just a manager, really anyone who's involved in the request for training or or will help along the way to get that uh, out there. So when you think about instructional design or what we do or what, what learning is, there's, you know, a lot of people have this expectation about what it is. And because it's what they know, it's what they've experienced. So an example I like to use is like a, a sexual harassment training. You know, most people have had that, that training, you know, I've been have worked a couple different companies. There's usually some version of a sexual harassment training. Um, the usual concept is that, that the, there is uh, content at the beginning. You, you define what it is, go over the laws, company policies, how to report it, things like that. It's usually um, some scenarios, situations that you'll go over. And then usually, there's a quiz at the end that kind of tests your your recall your knowledge about what you uh, what you just learned. And that's what people think of when they think of learning and think of training. So for learning experience design, it's really about flipping that notion of what learning it, learning is. So it's a different mindset, a different way of approaching it. So um instead of starting with really that con- the content and using that as the starting point, it's learner centered. So you're starting with with the learner.
1: And to put it in different terms, um, you know, a lot of us binge watch probably over the holiday break. And I know I watched some of the say yes to the dress, right? So think about that show if you've watched it. They don't start with the dress. They don't march out with all the dresses, right? They talk to the client first, the person, the learner, the bride, to find out what she likes, what she wants, what her interests are. Tell me a little bit about you. Really understand the person, the learner first before they, you know, bring in the dresses. Whereas, yeah, with so many situations, it's, you know, bringing the content first as opposed to let's let's bring the learner through the door first um, and approach it that way.
0: It sounds yeah. more like a, a shift in thinking, if anything, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And even that example, is a good example to go a little further with that. They also usually ask like how they met their partner. Uh-huh. So they kind of get them all feeling all lovey-dovey and uh-huh. like the emotions going and getting, you know, you know this is this is why you're here. You're here because of that love. And um, this is, you know, this dress is, is you know, the wedding is going to be.
1: Right. And the setting where they're going to be because so they want the dress to fit in with the theme. Yeah. So all of that ties absolutely to to this learning experience design yeah and and learner first Mm -hmm. give me um an example of how of approaching it differently from the lens of learning experience design do you have a specific one
2: we're kind of going back to the one the sexual harassment one so like if Mm -hmm. if you would approach that differently so let's say we had that kind of situation somebody approached us for for doing that type of training and you know, the expectation, the normal course may have been how I described it earlier, but if we put ourselves in that learner's state of mind, you know, if you're in a, an organization, maybe you don't think that applies to you. Maybe you, you're not being harassed and you've never seen somebody else being harassed. You're not the one doing harassing. Um, so, your expectation and and your investment in that training is going to be fairly low. So maybe one way, if we put ourselves in their shoes, to kind of overcome that was would be maybe let's do a bystander training so that everyone felt empowered. So it it didn't matter wouldn't matter necessarily if you specifically were being harassed or were the harasser, but you are being empowered to help other people. You're going to be the one making a difference. So throughout the entire organization. Now everyone has mm-hmm. is a championing this idea of reducing your sexual harassment cases and you know preventing it. And you know, if if people know that potentially going to be confronted and that's top of mind for everyone, maybe they won't harass people as much. So that, right. that's that's type of thing where if you look at it from a different point of view and kind of really focus on their experience, you'll have a different learning journey. You'll have a different, okay. a different approach. Different yeah. approach to it. So That's just one, you know, one kind of thing that I think most people can relate to as far as that sexual harassment training.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you see as the biggest need? If if you kind of Google right now and you look at things, you are seeing more and more, you know, learning experience design um, out there. So what's the biggest driver or drivers you see for organizations to need to make this shift?
2: Well, first thing I would think of is the learner's expectations. So the way People consume content the way we um, have so, you know, our internet connection is <laughs> so fast now, you know, people can talk to their phones, they can talk to their home devices and get a question answered. You know, kids are doing that in their own homes now. So, so the speed in which you are consuming, you know, have access to information and the different formats that it comes in, you know, you have a web page, you have a video, you have a podcast, you have, you know, all these different formats. So. I think the expectation is greater. People expect more from uh, their learning experience and and how they ingest that information or how they they consume content.
0: Now you talk about the things that have changed, and certainly I think today's learners are are more sophisticated in part because of all the technology. But that also makes uh, people in the position of creating the content have to evolve. And I think that's where this learning experience design can come in so uh, so well. You know, when you talk to clients, how how do you tell them how to how they can employ these LXD principles and shift their thinking? Because it sounds it sounds obvious, right? Focus on the learner. It sounds like something we should always all do, but it does sound like it really is a shift in thinking and and how they refocus uh, the strategy behind uh, their learning solutions.
2: Like Jenny said, and she's been a part of some of these conversations where um, it's a lot of questions. It's a lot of kind of thinking about the end goal of, of the, of the learning and, you know, kind of getting to the, the meaning of it, meaning behind it, you know, you, like sexual harassment is you say you want to reduce sexual harassment, but, you know, how do we get there? What does that look like? What's, what do we think is going to be the best for your audience and, and really trying to get their focus on the outcomes, you know, it, it, what's the best way to get that outcome and not necessarily what the content is, and saying, well, we have to define it. Does the learner really need to know the laws? Is is having knowing what the, a law is around sexual harassment, or knowing what the policy is going to stop them from from doing it, or going to encourage them to speak up and, and report it potentially? So we really have to ask those kind of difficult questions around it, and to be able to focus on making that. Uh, behavior change or getting them the attitude change, and it's also uh, we also want to think about the learning experience design is as a journey and that it's not just a one and done um, experience. So we talk about you know how does this fit into your other endeavors that you're doing? Like are you is there other policies that are changing? Are there, is the culture, what are you doing to improve the culture of the organization? What other steps are you taking? Because another learning experience principle is that learning isn't the answer. Learning isn't necessarily always what's going to fix the problem. It can be, it's a piece of it, but it can't be the sole thing. So sexual harassment, you can't expect uh, training on sexual harassment to resolve that issue, you want to make sure that there are other pieces that are happening to support the learning and to make sure that it is going to be either enforced or championed, and and everyone else is going to be on board with it. So,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, learning, you know, from the beginning, you know, in my early days with with learning how to be a trainer and getting into this field, you know, it was always about learning objectives and it still holds true to this day, even more so Mm -hmm. um, really starting out with what does the learner need to know and do as a result of this training and keep going back to that question over and over. Do they really need to know this? Do they, you know, what do they need to know? You know, just keep asking the client that over and over Mm -hmm. again. And it really helps you get to that Clean content that real world, you know, scenarios and and things that really is, is applicable to and meaningful to them. So if yeah. a if
0: a client wants to talk with the two of you or anyone on our team about learning experience design, how do you start that conversation so that they understand what it is and how it may be of use to them as they approach their next project or learning solution training program?
1: It's really focusing on. Three areas. So I know with learning experience design, it's it's, you know, what does the learner, you know, it's all about the learner. But when when we first engage with a client, we really need to understand first their organization, right? Their culture, their, their key performance indicators, their strategies, their goals, um, you know, their mission, their vision, where they fit in the in the world, in the community. So really get a feel for what it is, who they are and what they're trying to accomplish. And then we want to look at. The learner and the need. And that's where we really want to analyze everything and anything we can, the the covert, the the things we don't know about them that we have to dig for, and obviously, you know the easy ones. Um, but it's more than just, sit, you know, identifying, yep, it's the sales team. You know, it, it's where, where are they located? How do they work? What's, what's their makeup? What's, um, tell us the diversity mix, you know, what, what, what's their backgrounds? You know, what's their educational backgrounds? You know, everything and anything that we can learn about that learner is going to help us. And then we move into the need itself. So that's where we kind of do that needs analysis to determine you know, why, why do you think training is going to help the situation? You know, what are you trying to solve? Is it, it could be in one of three categories probably is a, is it a compliance need? Um, Is it maybe, you know, what Jenica was talking about with the, with the unlawful harassment, is it a gap? So um, was there expected performance and now they're, they're, they're falling short. So there's something that's wrong and we've determined it's a gap or is it brand new? So there's a brand new product, a brand new tool, a, brand new process, then we know we have to train it. So, we really focus on those three areas um, and ask a slew of questions to really help get us to that. Um, but it, again, that that's that's the primary area.
2: A lot of times, too, organizations maybe don't realize what options are available or potentially they don't recognize that, you know, for the, you know, for the same budget, they could be getting something that is gonna have a, a better outcome, you know, rather than what they've come to us and asking us for, if, if given the opportunity, we potentially can look at their, you know, their, like you said, go through those questions that we go through, find out mm-hmm, the organization, mm-hmm. find out what the need is with the audience. And instead of that 15 minute, or half an hour course, maybe we come up with several different pieces of, of content to create this journey that's going to give them a better result but potentially for the same budget but it's just in a different a different way of doing it that mm-hmm. so so that one I think is is a hard one to do yeah yeah
1: i know um many clients or some clients come to us and use us as part of the journey which is great so maybe they've mapped out this larger journey an e-learning or an instructor led or a video or you know a piece of it is part of the journey and i think it's important For us in part of the discovery phase, but also for the client to let us know, hey, this is a piece of this larger, you know, initiative, this larger journey that we're doing so that when we, you know, do our piece or have, you know, it's more meaningful and we can make all of those connections so that it does become one cohesive journey.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's, it's always, we've done that a lot too. And it's always great when we can, you know, have the same visual design, when we can Mm -hmm. reference the other pieces of the journey to reinforce them. You know, anytime you can make those extra connections from and bring back those memories from something they experienced before, something that they're going to experience in the future or other things, it all helps that all those little pieces help, you know, to reinforce the learning and and Mm -hmm. better.
1: Another question. So, should we always use learning uh, learning experience design principles with every project? Oh, this one's a hard one for me, Jenny, because you know
2: how, <laughs> how how I am about this one. But um, uh, <laughs> so this one, I say I would say that you should always strive to do it. So even we understand, you know, we have clients who come to us and they need something done with a really quick turnaround, or they have a, a really small budget. Or, um, you know, they they think they just want a kind of an awareness or something quick to come out, to go out for the for the learners. But um, I always think that there, it should always be something that you're striving to. And at the very least, you know, have the principle that you want it to be a positive and meaningful experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that can, you know, you can interpret that to being that the you know, if it's really a lot of content that is well organized, make sure, you know, organize it well. Have it, make sure it's written in a way that is going to be understood and, and to be able to be um, read well. Um, make sure that the navigation and, you know, the UI UX is, is good so that they don't get frustrated and that it doesn't cause a, a poor experience. Try to incorporate scenarios or stories into it. So, any little piece that you can do to try to make it a more positive or meaningful experience, even if you're not doing the full thing, you know, try to try to incorporate those things into the learning. And then another one that we haven't mentioned yet is the inclusive design. Mm -hmm. uh, that's kind of another kind of foundational one that you always kind of want to make just as your standard is to you know think about color contrast, think about making color not be the only indication mm-hmm. in there when you're doing development, um, mm-hmm. making text legible, things like that. So that's another principle that you you potentially want to kind of make just as a standard and, and thinking about your audience mm-hmm. and making it an enjoyable experience for as many um, people as possible. Yeah.
1: Yep. So I'm sure like everything, and it depends on so many variables, budget, timeline, resources, mm-hmm. goals, um, but any any principle, any learning experience design principle that you can incorporate is going to elevate that experience. Absolutely.
0: And I would think for those who maybe don't want to focus time in the beginning should be reminded that that little bit of investment of time to think about some of those learning experience design principles will invariably create a better learning solution that will be more impactful, more long lasting, you know, will help address whatever the goals were if they spend that time up front in thinking through some of those principles.
2: Definitely. It's so important to start a project off on the right track, with mm-hmm. those goals and objectives. And if everyone on the project has you know, if those are clear and established and you're, you know, gonna bring those up throughout, that will help tremendously.
1: I do have one other question, Jenica. If we, if there was only one thing that everyone could take away, right, and in, in kind of closing, please tell our audience what benefit they and their organization are gonna see in making the shift to learning experience design. Um,
2: better outcomes, um, better experience for for the learners. So when you're using these learning experience design principles, the outcomes will improve. You'll have uh, more meaningful experiences and positive experience for your learners and, you know, potentially have better outcomes and better return on your investment. That's what
0: everyone wants, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you very much,
0: Jenny and Jenica. If you have any questions about what we talked about today, you can reach out to us on DaVinci's social channels through our website, davinci.com, or by emailing us at poweredbylearning at davinci.com powered by learning is brought to you by DaVinci Interactive. For more than 25 years, DaVinci has provided custom learning solutions to government agencies, corporations, medical education and certification organizations, and educational content providers. We collaborate with our clients to bring order and clarity to content and technology. Learn more at DaVinci.com.